0: Hello everybody, it's me, the Angry Challenger of the New Challengers, bringing you yet another podcast. I'm sitting here with my partner in crime,
1: the Dreaded Challenger. Hey, hey, we are uh, out there committing some crimes, and I am so glad to be here today because we are going to help you out today.
0: Yes, yes. Between committing crimes, though, we also like to play a few fighting games, and over time, we've noticed some habits that people have that aren't necessarily good
1: habits. Right, they're practically criminal. And we're not uh, talking like petty criminal. No, no. We don't want to see anybody do these habits, and we don't want to see anyone sabotage their potential by not playing up to their potential. So there's, a, there's just a, a laundry list of things that we've seen and we've observed ourselves and others doing that have really been holding people back from their true potential, whether that be like a more tactical kind of mistake or bad habit or whether it be one that's just in general uh, a bad habit where it's just a mentality or or a way of playing, a lifestyle of playing, if you will, that really needs to change for winning to happen.
0: Yeah, you, not necessarily you, our listener, but a lot of people out there get caught up doing some of the same things or not doing things they need to do and they just kind of stick with it and they never actually realize that they're doing something negative or they don't listen when their buddies try to tell them, you know, hey, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. So let's just start this off. uh, I think the first and foremost bad habit that we have up here is just simply not learning. Playing a lot of matches online, you're playing a lot of matches offline, and you're you're losing over and over and over again and you don't know why. Well, maybe you're not taking the time to step back and actually look at why you're losing, why it's happening. You're not learning, you're not learning from your mistakes, you're not learning your character, you're not learning from your opponent. If you're leaving matchups and you're losing like constantly over and over and over again and not getting any better, it might be because you're not doing the research necessary to actually learn your character to progress
1: yeah you know that goes for life as well but if you're losing and you're you're just not learning you're never gonna you're never gonna get better that's just that's just life that's just getting better at anything but definitely definitely true in fighting games probably more the more so than any other game like in any kind of game like rpg or or, or, or like you know, open world or, or any like GTA or whatever. If eventually with the game, you're going to get it. I mean, you just, you know, try, try again and you'll get there. Not so, you know, in fighting games, it's a competition. There's skill involved. You got to level yourself up, not, not a character, you know? So anyway, the first thing when you're going in and you want to get good at a fighting game is every match, whether it's win or lose, you should be learning. Uh, you have to develop that learning mentality. And if you don't, You need to get it. You need to change the way you think. Every match is a lesson.
0: One way you can do that is by watching replays of your own matches. Now, I know back in the day it was kind of difficult because we didn't have all these cool options. But now we can upload videos directly to YouTube. You can record the matches and watch them on your game later. I know that I like to go back and watch the matches that Dreaded and I lose in Street Fighter Cross Tekken to see the person's combos. To see what we did wrong. And I like to go watch our matches too. Win or lose. To kind of see over time how I've improved. Sometimes I watch other people's matches. Like pro matches where people just get stomped. Like why did this happen? What led to this? It's all a part of learning. And if you go into the matches. And you're losing the same way every time. Or so it seems. It might be because you're kind of stuck in a singular mindset you got the blinders on and you can't really see around why you're losing the key here is to take your experience use it and either play differently or just play better
1: yeah absolutely uh you you have to have a learner's mindset every time you go into a match
0: so get out there get those resources and start reading up now yeah man don't be stubborn i think that this kind of segues nicely into the next one here, I notice a lot of people, you know, playing in the USO over the last three to four years. We, you and I, we've seen yes. just a the vast different swath of players, you know, from people who've never oh, yeah. really picked up a controller before to people that are very, very good. And I think definitely out of all those groups of people, the difference between your person who's never played before and your expert. For them to get better, making excuses, that's huge.
1: That now, is the worst of habits. Yes,
0: yes. And it's because not only does it impede learning, but in some sometimes it actually is arrogance. Arrogance, narcissism, whatever you want to call it, hubris, it holds you back. It can hold you back. Because if you're losing, let's say that I'm playing dreaded and he's constantly hitting jump-ins. Actually... Let's talk about Shoto real quick. The Shoto Challenge. Our good friend Shoto. He was very good at meaty wake-up attacks and cross-ups on wake-up. And when I first started playing the game, my anti-air game was very weak. Now, he was constantly hitting me with those cross-ups. It was like I was just stuck in blocks, just blocking cross-ups in his crazy vortex. The fact of the matter was, I was making excuses. He was hit. People were telling me, like, Dreaded would tell me, like, hey, you got to work those anti-airs. People online would tell me when I play online, you got to work those anti-airs. You have good anti-airs. And I'd just be like, no, that's not it. I just need to play better and knock him down so that he can't start his his cross-up fiesta. Well, that was my problem to deal with. Eventually, I learned anti-airs, and I, you know, he beat me on the ground, but I knocked him out of the air a few times. So I was making excuses. I've seen people lose matches, like dozens of matches in a row. And when they lose by the end of the night, they say to themselves, well, they were close. Or I was starting to come back when that clearly wasn't the case. It's not what was happening.
1: Yeah. In our multiple you know, sessions with, with newcomers and, and veterans and so-called veterans alike, we've heard just a laundry list. Of all the, the, the terrible, terrible excuses that people throw out, one of them is like, "Oh, I just play this for fun," which is code word for "You're much better than me, and I don't want to take the time to actually invest in this game. That's what I hear. That person will you know they'll never get that, never get better at the game. Winning is fun, learning is fun, and winning is fun. So uh, that's how I just play just for fun. Other ones include, that guy is playing cheap. That guy is just button mashing. Or, man, the character I play has such a handicap. Uh, Don't don't get me started on, oh, the character that I play is blah, blah, blah. You know what? Either level up your gameplay or pick a new character. That's an excuse. And if you keep saying stuff like that, you'll never win. That's a terrible habit.
0: Dreaded is a Uh, DJ player, so... He's got all the handicaps, so don't come at so, him with that excuse. I,
1: exactly, exactly. I, and I, you know, I still, I still stack b- bodies like cordwood sometimes. But the, the the thing is, I don't let my so-called tier list be an excuse for me to say, "Oh, I, you know, I, I, I shouldn't be better." It's not my fault, you know. An excuse is anything that's saying that it's not my fault that I lost this match. Yes, it is your fault that you lost that match. And the excuse, you have no excuse. The excuse is, I didn't train hard enough, and I didn't know this matchup, and I didn't play better. And also, if you're you're spitting out excuses, you're not listening to any advice that you might be getting.
0: Yeah, that's the key right there. If you're playing good players and they're trying to help you get better, like here in the New Challengers, we like to help each other get better. It's always good to surround yourself with people in gaming and in life that want to help you be a better person. If dreaded tells me, Hey, you should work on a car, caracusa, hey, you should work on your F A D C. Hey, maybe you should play this game and try this character, or maybe you should try a different character. And I just say No, I'm not going to do that. No, it's because of this, or I'm having a bad night, or etc. You can only have so many bad nights. You can only make so many excuses for characters. I used to make excuses for Makoto. Makoto is a great character. There's no excuse for that. All I got to say on that is don't make excuses. And that actually leads into the next one, uh, not reflecting. What would you say, uh, how would you define not reflecting there, dreaded?
1: Not reflecting, you take, you take a loss, you throw it away, and you go back in and repeat all the same mistakes because you did not take the time to digest that loss and to learn from that loss. So many people don't reflect on losses, don't reflect on what they're doing that's, that's holding them back. They just play the match. They forget the match and say, I'll get them next time. Well, kudos on you for your motivation. and Kudos uh, to you for uh, wanting to get back out there. Uh, There's something to that. But if you'd never take the time to look back and think about what you just did and why you just lost, it's going to happen over and over and over again. Uh, It's the same thing with not learning, but like reflecting is more than just like learning, like oh, okay, he's going to do this now. Okay, now I'm going to do this and get the W. Reflecting is how am I playing? Am I focused enough? Uh, do I have a clear cut strategy? Is the is this strategy that I'm applying is it working? You know, like like you have to assess all the entirety of your game, uh, and not just certain not just certain aspects, not just oh man, if I would have. Use the ex version of that I would have won, or oh man, if I wouldn't have just dropped this combo, I would have won. Uh, I mean, that goes into excuses, but you got to reflect. Like, why was I in that? Why was I in that situation? Like, I, that was a winnable game, but I didn't do it. Let's let's put this in, put everything in perspective. The totality of your game. You know, it's, it can it could be a, a hard good habit to get into, but you, you you have to get into it to to get to the next level. And not doing that. That's just going to hold you back. It's a bad habit.
0: It's really fun to go back and look at all the matches that you had where you got like a double perfect, you know. I actually have all those marked, all of our double perfects that we got online in cross-tekening. It's great to go back and just watch the videos where you just smashed on some guy who probably has only played the game about two hours. But I'll tell you what, it's a lot harder to go back and watch your losses and actually learn from them. Turn on that button data. Turn on that little hype uh, measurement tool that they have in the game sometimes. I know they have that for cross-teching. Go in there and look at the analytics, you know. Sometimes they'll tell you how many times you pressed a certain button. Maybe you'll see, why didn't I block? Oh, it was a counter hit. Oh, that was a punish. There's a lot of tools out there you can use. Tekken is great about that. Street Fighter cross-teching has some stuff in it. Watch what you have and learn from it don't just watch your victories because you can win all day against people who aren't good at the game. But if you're still losing to your peers or the people that are better than you consistently, there's not really much you can do about that.
1: Yeah. Now, not, not learning, not, you know, making excuses, not reflecting. Those are all things that will not only make you like hold you back from being a better street fighter player, but that, they're going to hold you back from being a better person in life, really. Don't make excuses. Learn from your mistakes. Reflect every once in a while. That's, you know, on the grand scheme of things, you know, we're going to be philosophical. But let's, let's talk about actual fighting game habits that people have, if we may transition, into the specifics of, of fighting games. Specifically, mostly two-dimensional, but also three-dimensional. The first one being the biggest one that angry and I harp on whenever we're teaching someone new how to play any 2d, 3d fighting game. Don't, don't jump so much. Just don't don't do it. It's one of the biggest things we harp on when we go out to these cons and we do our panel on fighting games 101. There are so many more movement options than jumping. When you jump, you are vulnerable, unless you're in playing one of those chicken block games like uh, Marvel vs. Capcom or Alpha, Street Fighter Alpha, any game with, with an air block. That's a little bit different. You should be air dashing. You should be doing different things. But, you sh- but in Street Fighter, you better not be jumping. You'll just get blasted by a Shoryuken or even a crouching heavy punch in Mortal Kombat. You will get all kind of crazy stuff thrown your way if you're just in the air the whole time. I know it looks cool, and I know it feels like you have an advantage. You can open up such big combos if you hit jump-ins. But the more you stay in the air, the more vulnerable you are, the more you will lose to anyone who actually knows what they're doing.
0: I understand why new players want to jump. It's a faster way of moving forward for most people. You know, it gets you up and off the ground. It gets you moving in a direction and you have all these cool jumping attacks that you can try to peg people with. And then you want to hit that sweep immediately thereafter. And we'll talk about that here in the end. But what I want to say to you is dreaded is right. There's a lot of other movement options. And even in games where you can air block like Marvel, like a lot of the air dasher fighters, like the Alpha series, when you jump... You're committing your character to move in a certain arc. So unless you have a dive kick or something like that, or some type of move to change the way you're moving forward, no matter what happens, you're in the air, you're committing. Once you commit, your opponent realizes your options. Because no matter what, even if you have a dive kick, even if you have an air fireball, even if you have really cool air throws or special attacks in the air, all of your options are all of a sudden limited because when you're on the ground, you have that option to jump, to super jump, to crouch, to dash forward, to dash backwards. But once you jump, all, most of your options are known right there from the get-go. So uh, it would behoove you to learn how to move, to improve your footsies, to improve your overall game, to not get hit out of the air. Don't jump so much. Just don't do it. It's not a good idea.
1: Yeah, it's it's like, it's almost going to be night and day when I'm teaching a new uh, fighting game player. You see him struggle, you see him lose a bunch of matches, and you're like, all right, I'm going to challenge you. Don't jump so much. And all of a sudden, they start racking up some wins. They might not be the prettiest. They might not be the most exciting. But they'll start winning because they're having, it forces them to fight on the ground. I know we've told this story before, but I'll go over it real quick. We had a, a fellow challenger that we were teaching. He was a masterful Yoshimitsu player in Tekken. So he was a Tekken player, and when Street Fighter K- Cross Tekken came out, he wanted to play Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Not he was not a, a big two D guy, but he wanted to be in on the scene when the when the, and that game hit the ground running. And it was crazy because we were all playing, and you know we would jump every once in a while trying to do some stuff. He would never jump. He would just pace back and forth. We're like, "What's he doing?" And you know what? He wasn't awful. You know, he was hitting ground punishes and overheads and, and doing the, the, the mix-ups on and, and, and on the ground. Never jumped. And he would EWGF you right out the sky. So just that, just because in Tekken, jumping is not very viable. So it's mostly ground game. So when he took that over, that was his benefit. Like, he didn't have that bad habit. So jumping too much, bad habit. Cut it out. Stop doing that. Yeah.
0: Okay, the next one, this one is huge. Not as huge as not jumping, in our opinion. But it's huge because you're leaving all that damage, as Dreaded likes to put it, out on the table. Learn punishes. Let me tell you something right now. If you're playing someone, and I've seen this countless times before in the USO, you block that Shoryuken, that wake-up Shoryuken. You feel great because they're just flying ten stories in the air with their fist. And they're looking down at you like, this guy's going to make me pay for this. That person lands and you
1: throw them. I am so guilty of that, by the way. Still, to this day. I have to kick myself. It's all right. We forgive I, you. I do. It, it, it happens. You, you freeze. But please keep going. Or
0: you're sitting there. You're pacing back and forth. You're playing cross Tekken, and you hit that counter hit Oni front kick. You get that crumple (laughs) stun, and then you just kind of chill out. Everyone, learn to capitalize on what you have, whether it be punishes, openings, work on your reactions. But the big one here, beyond the hitting that Oni front kick and getting that crumple stun, counter hits are hard to react to. But punishes? If you block that Shoryuken and they're coming down, that's a full combo right there. That's something. Have your punishes ready to go. Don't leave damage on the table. I think that's the takeaway from here. Learn punishes, learn combos. Throw that all out the window. I want The takeaway I want from you on this one is don't leave the damage on the table. Don't leave yes. opportunities lost. If you find yourself playing the game, rewatching your matches, and you see that every time the person made the same mistake of hitting that unsafe move or being wide open after a whiff, and you're not capitalizing, that's something you got to
1: work on. Yeah, you can't let your opponent keep throwing out unsafe moves without getting punished. You don't want him going, walking up to your face and just hitting, hitting sure you can. You don't want him to just be able to just throw out SPD's willy-nilly, whether you're jumping or not, with no fear of reprisal. Like, even the the one frame stuff, even the stuff that's just just barely unsafe, learn how to punish it. Learning how to like, okay, get in the training room. The dummies just stand in there. Pretend he just is coming back from a oh, shorty, sure, You can we all do it. It's it's the fun part of training room. And you hit them with a max combo. Hit them with a the max meterless combo. Hit them with a the combo into ultra. Hit them with something. Just just get the most damage out of you can off of a wish or you can. And then practice it and have it ready so that when they whiff that, they throw out an ultra for some reason and you block it. And the green light says go. Just just steal their lunch money. Everything they have. And, and then on the other spe- end of the spectrum, let's just say – like uh, Makoto's EX dash punch. That's not safe, is it?
0: No, that's uh,
1: definitely not safe against specific by like a, By like a frame. Or like, I play DiCaprio. The slide kick. She scrambles across the floor. She slides. You block it. You've got like three frames of advantage. Hit that jab. Learn how to link it to a medium and into a special. Learn how to to punish everything you can, the most you can. Don't leave that damage on the table. Whether it's you've got all day to punish them or whether you've got three frames to punish them. Learn how to do it.
0: I remember I played a guy in Street Fighter Cross Tekken in the USO US, who was very good. And he forced me to learn to punish normals because I was so used to just punishing specials from playing people who weren't that great. You can punish normals. Go in there. Put that computer on record, have Guile do that dragon sweep, have someone do their sweep, their crouching punch, or something, and find out how it's unsafe and what you can punish it with. Because I guarantee you, once you start punishing normals, they're not going to know what to do with themselves. Play safe. They're list.
1: going to be afraid to
0: press buttons. They're not going to want to do anything. You're going to be like a tank. Yes. Let's talk about a different kind of, type of punishment right now. Let's talk about earlier when we were talking about don't jump. There's a reason why new players jump and never seem to break that habit because it works against newer players. It's an easy way to move forward. Sometimes you'll hit a cross up and you can just get big damage off of a jump in. And by big damage, I mean probably the two hit jump to sweep combo, but more damage than they were getting on the ground. One way yes. that you can stop those jumps is by
1: learning anti airs. Learning anti airs is such a basic, such an integral part of of two D fighting games. It's it's probably one like it's up there on the list of bad habits of not anti airing people of letting jump in,s letting people just jump in, even if you're blocking your the jump ins. You shouldn't. You shouldn't let people just jump in and, and try to kick you for free. No, it's a bad habit. This isn't. Learn injustice. to knock them out. There. No, no, they shouldn't be flying through the air like like if they're Superman. No, no, you got to anti-air that stuff. And listen, it doesn't have to be a sure you I, I can. I gotta understand that sometimes those are hard to throw out their own reaction. Learn your anti-air normals. Learn that little uppercut. Learn that little up kick. That'll just Bip, knock them right out the air. Shoot, even learn an air to air that you can just jump back fierce real quick. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yes, indeed. It's a
1: bad habit. It's a bad habit to let the your opponent think that they can just take to the sky anytime they want.
0: If they're jumping at you a it, lot, they're disrespecting you. That's what they call it a lot in the fighting game scene. They're disrespecting you because they're disrespecting your defense. They're limiting their options on purpose, and they're coming at you like there's nothing you're gonna do about this. It's disrespect. Don't let somebody disrespect you. Anti-air that fool.
1: Yes, there, there's there should be no reason he's just jumping through the air. And, and once here's the thing: once you start anti-airing your opponent who's who's jumping too much, and then it puts their butt on the ground, then their options are limited. It it'll turn the tide of a match. A, a, a solid anti air will will, will will turn the tide of a match and there's absolutely no reason why you can't just turn on the computer you know make it jump forward a lot and just learn how to just mm, stuff it whether it be dragon punches flash kicks crouching hard punch standing heavy kick learn all your anti airs learn them all and use them do not let that guy disrespect you
0: let's go back to those first three topics again not learning making excuses not reflecting Sometimes people that do that a lot they hit the panic button, yeah, dreaded talk to us for a second about the panic button
1: Most of us have been there. We're not all cool and collected, suave gentlemen like anger here, we've all been in the heat of battle we We both have about thirty thirty points of life left the The clock is ticking down, you got twelve seconds. both of you are running on fumes some some chip damage here or there can do it now both of you your your ultrameters are flaring your your rage is glowing you know you got just a little bit of meter in the tank and it is close and your nerves are just jittering you're like oh my gosh i don't know this is this is so close it could go either way we've all been in that situation how easy is it for you to just do something dumb and hope it works. Because if it lands, it goes big and you look like a genius. Most of the time, it doesn't. That's what I like to call the panic button. Like, it's coming. It's coming out of the wire and you throw out something dumb. Like, oh, oh my gosh. it's I'm just going to throw out this ultra because maybe the invincibility frames will beat whatever they have coming. And I'll, I'll, I'll just luck out and get it and, and win. That's panic button. You are panicking and you are throwing out that ultra. Or you're just starting to just, – you just spam fireballs. You just spam – like just stay away from me. Spam fireballs. You're, that's another form of hitting the panic button because that's going to get you killed. If the other person knows and can smell the blood in the water and can feel the tension, even if he you have a life lead on him, if you're going to press the panic button, a good player is just going to let you hang yourself. Okay, throw out that ultra. I'm going to block that. Or I'm going to jump over that. Well, I'm and after you're the done, do your. <sighs> I am not going to put Justin Wong in the whole category of of, of pressing the panic button because that's not what happened. That is not what happened. But yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, let me just parry this whole this whole um, super here. When, when you start pressing the panic button, you're not winning, you're not a winner. You're not using your brain. You're not using strategy. You're giving up the match. Here's the part, Angry. Sometimes you press the panic button and you get a W. Sometimes you throw out a BS Ultra. You throw it out like a Metsu Hadouken or like you're in Tekken and you're in rage mode and you just mash some buttons and you throw out that are such ridiculous move or throw out a hop kick and pray it works or you throw out a Shoryuken and pray it works. Or you know you're in Mortal Kombat and you just start just just chucking ground fireballs because you, the worst thing that could happen is that it works twice because then you're going to do it every time. Yep. And once and then once your opponent reads your book, they're just going to push you and push you and push you and wait till you hit your panic button. Like ah, he's going to panic right now. Here comes the ultra punish. Done. Win every time. They got you red because they know that you're going to crack under pressure and do something not smart, do something not set up, do something that's going to lose you the match. That's called hitting the panic button.
0: And you know, learn what? not to hit
1: the panic button.
0: Tell me, you know what? There's two sides to that coin. The panic button might be throwing out that ultra. The panic button might be throwing out that short you can, But it could also be something as simple as turtling up in the corner, and blocking. Yeah, because there's fight there's flight and there's freeze and some people they hit that panic button and they freeze so if, you, if you're if you looking at your matches and you notice that it's coming down to the wire and you freeze up and you start blocking you take that chip damage and then they got you in a tick throw into a KO that's it for me one of the hallmarks of my playstyle and I've been told this by people I played is I'm hard to put down I just play till the end it's almost like that health doesn't even matter to me because I get in there and I put it all on the table and yeah sometimes I'll reel it back real quick and that's how I win matches just the other day I played a guy he beat me in the first match beat him in the second we were both going at each other with our offenses and then at the last round of the last match I stopped jumping in I stopped walking forward and I just blocked down him back and beat all of his, his jump-ins with anti-airs. He didn't even realize what was happening. He just kept jumping and kept knocking him out of the air. And he's like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm done. I've been playing your game. Switch it on the fly. Don't hit that panic button. You embarrass somebody. Feel good. Feel good about it. Trust me.
1: Yeah. So learning how to not press the panic button takes effort. It really takes – you need to recognize when you're starting to think with your adrenaline, when you're starting to think with your nerves and not with your head. But on top of that, you're actually going to need to know what to do in those close situations. Like you're going to have to know what moves to use, what moves – you got to use safe moves or you have to make good reads. Um, You have to know how to close out a match. You have to have those ideas already in your head. You have to already have – you already have to have a plan on how to close out close matches before you get there and you panic, you know? So uh, that takes some forethought. That takes some some experience. But once you learn to not press the panic button, then you learn how to close out a match. So bad habit. Learn to identify that panic button and learn not to press it. Press the W button instead for winning. Which, in a more general sense, that really goes – It flows into our next topic. Not just the panic button, but angry.
0: Also, utilizing those raw ultras, those raw supers, that raw anything. You know what that is right there? That's you not using combos. That's not you confirming attacks into safe options. Let me tell you something right now. If you, if you hit that panic button, I know that's what's going to happen. It's exactly what Dreaded said before. You're going to freak out. You want to try your safest, most invincible option. I'll tell you what. Do you really want to blow all that meter? Do you really want to go flying through the air with your fist out and fire trailing around you? Of course you do because it looks cool. But it doesn't look cool <laughs> when they hold down and back and they block it and you're sitting there like, well, that's it. I've lost one of my options completely unsafe on block and now I'm about to go on a wild ride yeah
1: and you're at a meter
0: that's it, your resources are gone resource management, we talk about it during our our little convention panel manage your resources if you're going to blow all your fuel on that one risky maneuver and you know what, it's not even a panic button thing for some people let me tell you what, some people they see they have that meter and they just want to use it some people they learn that special move and they just want to use it they just want to yeah. commit to doing that one thing they just want to hit that up knee into spinning legs i used to do that with lily i used to always want to hit that up knee i just want to hit that angel knee first right i just always want to hit it first thing want to hit that angel knee hit that next angel knee hit that crouch medium punch converting the damage but you know what raw anything is usually a bad idea now we're not
1: talking about like a good read meaning like okay he's jumping i read the jump i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna super or like just he set a pattern he's gonna throw a fireball and when he throws that fireball i'm gonna ultra through it and get him i mean uh, technically that's a raw ultra i do it all the time with the cap he throws a fire but like, he always throws two fireballs fireball Fire like he's gonna throw a fast fireball, then a slow fireball. Uh, when he like he'll jump back, sonic boom, sonic boom. Like okay, he set a pattern, and he's gonna throw the second sonic boom, and I'm gonna use my ultra, which passes through fireballs to get him. That's what I call a read. It's raw, but it's set up. Like they've set that up for you. It's not a gamble. You know what they're gonna do, and you punish it. That's different. You have that meter. Use it. And you use it wisely. We're talking about something else. We're talking about it's a bad habit when you see that full stick of butter, or you see all that X meter, or you see that you you have the ultra meter, and you're just like I I it's burning a hole in my pocket, and I gotta use it. That's just that's no, that's no. Especially in a game like Super Street Fighter Four, where that those resources could be used for something else. It's like. I've heard that in high-level uh, uh, Netherrealm game play uh, like Injustice and Mortal Kombat X and Mortal Kombat 9, it's almost not worth it to even do supers or x-rays or whatever they call them, because that meter can go towards longer combos elsewhere you know if you use two meters you can do the same damage as if you waste all of your meter and get the super you know so sometimes you, you got to look at that. But it's just like, oh, I've got the super. I have to use it. Well, that's wrong because, well, it's just not good resource management. And a lot of times, those supers and those ultras, if they fail or if they miss, they're not safe options. They're de- they're such not safe options. Nope. We always preach that in Street Fighter Four that ultra. I mean, the ultra is interesting because it can only be used for ultra. And if you don't use it by the end of the round, you lose it. So it's like, yeah, go ahead and use it, but don't just throw it out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We always, we, we always preach, as much as you can, combo into your ultra or be confident of a re. That's really the only two times you use an ultra.
0: And that kind of reminds me, before we get to this last funny one, if you have a really swag combo you worked on in training room really hard and you really want to hit it so bad and you just want to get yes. in there and you want to get that combo... You want to get in there and you want to get that ambiguous mix-up that you've been practicing for hours and hours. Just stop. Don't be overzealous. That, stop.
1: That is such a bad habit.
0: Flexibility. Uh, oh, yeah. Such a bad habit. You know what? That could, that could go up as number four. Not learning, make, making excuses, not reflecting, not being flexible. If you're in a yeah. situation and you don't have all the cards that you want in your hand, you got to make it work another way.
1: Yeah, don't that. try yeah. the same strategy, and don't try to hit the same move slash combo all the time. No,
0: nope. that'll
1: get you. That'll make you predictable. Because I remember, man. Oh man, I re- I wanted to do super cancels to end every match. I don't. Don't ask me why. This was. It's like every time I want to get I want to get this the special and I want to super cancel it special and super cancel it. That was like my goal in life, uh, for like. A couple months until I realized how dumb and how bad of a habit that was. It was an inflexible strategy, and I wanted to hit this combo. I wanted it to be awesome because that meant I was awesome, but it didn't lead to wins. That's when, and then I remember Shoto and and Angry telling me, oh man, this guy never uses his EX. He's got, he always has EX for days. He's got, you know, 14 bars of EX bar. It's because I never used it wisely. I was saving it for the impossible super cancel. Now I use EX moves. I rarely ever do super. Um, you got to be more flexible with that resource. You got to be more flexible with your strategies, just like, just like Angry said.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's cool that it's there. It's available. It's cool that you learned and you took the time to, to get that sweet, awesome t- strategy going. But if you can't get it going, you need to have a dozen other strategies ready and unlocked. Now, Now, yeah. let's say you have these strategies going and let's say that there's a certain pattern to your strategies, we call that flow charting.
1: So sure you can... Don't yes.
0: be predictable. Do not, do not be predictable. Because it doesn't matter how awesome your strategy is if they figure it out in the first five
1: moves. Jump forward, kick. If he blocks it, you jump back. If he doesn't, sweep. Jump back, throw a fireball, repeat, jump forward, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I've seen it a lot. That is probably one of the worst habits to have, techni- like like tactically speaking. It's probably the worst tactical habit that you can have. Yep, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. You see that a lot with Shoto characters because they've got the three moves, so that, like they'll use them in like – Almost like in order. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm going to throw a fireball. And I'm going to jump forward. I'm going to jump back. Then I'm going to show you Then I'm going to hurricane. Kick. Then I'm going to fireball. Then I'm going to jump back. I'm going to jump forward. I'm going to show you It's like, 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 really? Like over and over again. Like I see these guys sometimes online. Like, I'm going to cross up. I'm going to low attack. I'm going to. A doken. I'm going to show you. I'm going to cross up. I'm going to low attack. I'm going to tap, tap, and then throw. And they're like, oh, oh, he changed it up. I'm going to cross up. I'm going to low attack. I'm going to doke it. I'm going to cross up. I'm going to low attack. And I'm going to throw. Oh, look, I tacked it. Because you're just, you're doing the same thing over and over again. But not more than that, it's, it's you set a pattern. And especially like, Anger used to do this with me. Like he would score a neutral, a neutral throw with Makoto. And he'd you, do the headbutt. And he used to always come in with his uh, forward fears To get the three hits, because he had the frame advantage after the move, right? Yep. And after he did that a couple times, I learned that he comes in, my standing heavy punch will not only beat that on counter hit, but it'll get me a free juggle. And I remember hitting that for a couple matches in a row before he he stopped doing that. Mm -hmm. Then again, I have set my own flow charts that Angry has completely busted wide open, and I have to go back to the drawing board.
0: Yeah, I, I regret all of that. But you know what? I learned... I got better, and now I'm doing He did. I don't hit that anymore. Yeah, I'm trying to, you know, sometimes I'll do the dash punch. Sometimes I'll do something else. Just hang out. I don't need to get in there. I don't need that extra damage. I don't need that stun sometimes. I can chill. It's important to know when to chill, when to break your pattern, because if you're able to free flow between a flow chart to a different strategy to something else, you will blow people's minds.
1: Yeah, they won't know what you're doing. No then way. It, you gotta, yeah, you gotta stay flexible. You gotta stay fluid, but you don't flowchart. You don't nope. go from. Don't don't become predictable. Never, never. So there's a difference between strategy and patterns.
0: All right. I know this isn't on our list, but I think this last one. Let's do it for the ladies, okay? What okay, I mean by that, what I mean by this is, I kind of know we're going to close this out here. I had a Super Smash Brothers partner. Shout out to Angelica. The only time I've ever won a Smash tournament is when I'm on a team. Dredit can attest to this as we did win a tournament versus the Ninjas. Uh. The guys we were playing were completely focused on beating me because they figured, oh, you know, she doesn't know how to play, she's a girl or whatever. This is a bad habit. Never judge a book by its cover. Because, yeah, their team, they beat me. But she still had two stocks left. She didn't need those two stocks. She beat the both of them by herself.
1: Because her Pikachu was a murdering machine.
0: (laughs) Dreaded? I know that you had your own little run-in and injustice with someone.
1: Yep. Yep. That happened. I'm going to
0: tell you this right now. It doesn't matter how nice their arcade stick is, how blinged out it is. It doesn't matter if they even have one and you've never seen one before. It doesn't matter if they're a girl. It doesn't matter if all you've ever seen them play is Madden. Don't go in there with some preconceived notion that you're just going to go ham and win the match. Because that's not kosher.
1: I've been burned. The worst uh, can i can i be a little bit more specific with that can i okay. be a quick real quick all right okay yeah. first time yeah it's just this is just, just this is free this is free first time you play a dude you've never met before play your main yes yes play your main and then if you stomp them then you go to your your pocket characters or, or your you know whatever play your main because you're gonna lose it's it's probably gonna happen i felt burnt like that before i i saw this dude and i thought oh this guy's a gym rat you know he can probably bench 500 pounds, but he doesn't know about no Street Fighter cross Tekken. Let me just play this Kuma. I, you know, just started picking up. I got destroyed. Oh. I was so was mad salty. It took me forever to get a run back. Anyway, pick your main. Yes. Do your best, and then scale it back from there if you want to be merciful. If that's your thing. Always, Please continue.
0: Yes. Always go in there and do your best. I can't believe we didn't even put that. That's another one. That's number five. There, not learning. Making excuses, not reflecting, not being flexible, and last but certainly not least, not putting in your best effort at all time. This is, this is life advice we're giving right now, Dredded. We're giving some uh, some of that uh, oh. life game right now.
1: Seriously, I hope someone takes this and becomes like the CEO of a company.
0: Yeah, and then they give Ma- us a shot. Mainly out. myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you right it, now. It'll, it'll happen. I don't care yeah. if it's a girl, because I've seen a girl in a convention just wrecking everyone's shops, including my own. She embarrassed me. She let me beat her down to her last Benamaru on her team with my three guys with a quarter of her health. And she turned it on and destroyed me and then looked at me and said, oh, you've got good fundamentals.
1: Thanks. <laughs> a little salt in the wound there. Squeeze a little lemon. It doesn't matter if they're a gym rat. It doesn't
0: matter if they have a sweet awesome stick or if they don't have a stick or if they never, oh, I've never played Street Fighter before. Yeah, sure, okay. Go in there and give it 100%. Play safe, play well. Don't get in the bad habit of underestimating people and just throwing matches because you think it's going to make it interesting. You need to be the paragon, the just the the guy, the the girl, the person you need to be to win that match.
1: Yeah. Now listen, after you've um you've thoroughly established your dominance and that you are you're like, okay, I feel like I have played the matches that I want to play and asserted the dominance that I want to assert. From then on, you know, feel free to experiment. Feel free to be nice. You're like, okay, well that's cool. Well hey, listen, I'm gonna try the Sea Viper over here, even though I've never actually played him. You go ahead. That's cool, because then it doesn't matter. But when you're first meeting, don't don't front like that. It's just an insult.
0: Yeah, it's insulting to their game. Give it your best. And you know what? If you go easy on them after beating them 35 times in a row, and they're still going to sit there and talk trash to you, because I had a guy beat me one time in our first match. I always lose the first match. And then I beat him 30 times. He never let me remember that one time he beat me, even though he never beat me again. He never even came close. Yeah. That's just their problem. And they can listen to this podcast and they can get better when they realize that, hey, I'm making excuses. I'm not learning. I'm not learning punishes. I'm not, I'm just hitting the panic button. There are so many bad habits out there. But I think that yeah. those five life habits are what scale down and make these playstyle habits we've talked about today.
1: Yeah. So I really hope this helps someone out there to get better.
0: I really do as well. To evaluate
1: their life choices.
0: I just want. to Oh, reiterate. can I throw one in for oh, free? For, can I throw, throw one, one in for, in for free? free? Just for free.
1: Charging. No. Charge. Changing your characters too. Changing your characters too much. Oh, I think I can win if I just switch to X character. Oh. No, dog. I mean, there's something to be said about bad matchups. Like I understand bad matchups, but if you're switching too much, it's because you're not good enough. Oh. Practice. Just just practice. Don't just be like, "Oh, I got something for that. I'm going to switch to Wolf." "Oh, I got something for that. I'm just going to switch to Ken." Dog, mm-hmm. it's cuz he's better than you. Yeah. Okay, that was for free. That was for free. Let's uh let's round it out. Okay,
0: so let me let me run it back. Five man topics. If you want to beat your bad habits, you got to learn, you got to not make excuses, you've got to reflect on your victories and your losses. You have to be flexible, and you've got to do your best every time. And you know what else? That's a solid top five. That's a solid right there. And, you know, that's that game for free. And I'll tell you what, what Dreddy just said back there about the character thing, I've seen it too many times. I was playing Lily one time, and a guy told me straight up. He said, oh, you play Lily? I know what to do about that. I know what to do to beat that character. There is usually in a good fighting game not one strategy that will beat, completely demolish, a character. His strategy was to pick Ryu and Ken and to repeatedly throw fireballs because Lili does not have a fireball. Unfortunately for them, Lili is one of the best characters in the entire game and has an answer for every single thing you can throw at her. And I completely destroyed those guys.
1: Especially fireballs.
0: Yes. She will dance on your face. And that's all... And twirl straight through them. Yeah, and that's all we really got for the day, and I think that we've we've hit the major topics here, dreaded. Yeah, I think so. This is a solid one. Yeah, I, I really enjoy making that with you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I just want to close it out today with the usual, um, you know, support your local USO wherever that may be, and your airport on base wherever. Head to the USO website, donate a little cash, donate a little time, volunteer. They do a lot of great things. And I also want to put out the fact that uh, Armika is in Street Fighter V.
1: Oh my goodness. She's in there. Listen, listen, get past, if you get past all of the the facade, all of the fluff, if you will. Uh, Cheesecake. That's going to be a scary character to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Just her V skill alone where she can like pull out the microphone and talk into it and then absorb a hit, that's straight up almost like like a focus attack, really. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. And then she's a grapple, and I've seen her normals. They look really good. I'm not quite sure how that V trigger is going to work, but I'm excited to see how that's going to go.
0: I'm excited. Props to Capcom. Good yeah. call, Ono. Glad you got your wish. Yeah. I think that, that pretty much covers it for today. I think so. Hopefully, someone will listen to this podcast and they will be motivated to become that much better a player.
1: I believe that we have given them some wonderful tools to do so. Yes, and
0: as for our podcast, we are going to continue on. We've got some great interviews coming up, some just great stuff in the works. So for all of you guys and girls that have been listening, thank you. Keep listening. We have some great stuff from the future coming. All right. So let's close it out as we normally do, Dreadit.
1: Until the next challenge.
0: Until the next challenge.